We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we're sponsored by you, the fans. We, you had the first episode of Drunk History, me and Andrew talk about the worst play in Saints history. You're going to get the second one in April, Pat Swilling's career, and then Kevin's going to take some episodes. Kevin Held is with us tonight. It is a special night. Uh, so, you know, thanks for donating, everybody. It's going to be fun, Drunk History. Uh, you'll love it. Uh, so, uh, the Saints actually did free agency, guys, and Kevin... Uh, we had something in free agency that I never thought we'd ever see. We got the answer to the to the question: How crazy would another team have to fucking get for Mickey Loomis to say, "Nah, I'm not going to match that contract." Green Bay did it with Jimmy Graham. They gave Jimmy Graham thirty million for three years, thirteen million this year, and Mickey Loomis said no. Did, Kevin, did you ever in your wildest dreams think Mickey Loomis, a player the Saints wanted, that they would not do it because of money? Uh, basically, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I mean, this all the talk was about getting the band back together and and uh, and reuniting the uh, the NWO, so to speak. And next thing you know, it's like, nope, Jimmy Graham's going to Green Bay. But I, I guess I look at that more like, more like Green Bay was willing to make to to pay all that money, and Mickey, like Mickey, wasn't. I, I, I mean, I, I know it's, I know it's quibbling at this. I know it's quibbling, but uh, I feel like Jimmy, Jimmy wanted money, and Mickey was just like, yeah, dude, we're really not going to pay you that. And I mean, Jimmy was just like, all right, well, I got to go where I'm going to make a lot of money. I mean, Andrew, two things on that. One, Mick, Jimmy Graham was never coming back to the Saints if there was more money on the table elsewhere after they fucked, no. him, after they fucked him over the first time over no. money, right? But that contract that Graham got was like bananas. Well, the Packers pl- paid him 
what the Saints were unhappy paying him <laughs> on his original deal when he was the best tight end in the league before like the catastrophic injury. But tell the people you were bombed about not getting Jimmy Graham. You were you were sad. I mean, I've seen yeah. I, I've seen you sad about Saints things in the years we've been doing the show. You were really really sad. I felt like we I needed to like intervene and like make sure you were okay. Keep you, you away from sharp. Me. Keep you away from sharp <laughs> objects. Make sure you're not running a bath. Like you were bu- you were bummed, man. T- don't lie to the people. You were No, bummed. it's true. I mean, the thing is and you know, there's like the analytical side when you're blogging, which obviously I don't do anymore. And then there's just the whole fan thing. We, t- you and I, we talk about this all the time. Like, just make it fun. And like for me, just that that was my whole thing. It's just like, man, Jimmy Graham coming back, seeing out, like just just that it was such a bummer that things played out the way it did, and then it was just so negative because like Graham was one of the most fun players ever. I mean, that year where Breeze was throwing to him and Sproles was just. I mean, it was the greatest show on turf, in my opinion. And so for for it to end with Sproles and Graham both getting traded away and they were both bitter, like that was really that was a huge bummer for me. They just, I mean, very few people get like the storybook ending with their team. And so I, I get the business side of it, but like and they didn't have to do those guys like that. And, and I'm still a Saints fan or whatever, but like I just I I didn't love like Jimmy Graham and Sproles hating the Saints. So, He's burying a body, Kevin. Are you burying a body? It's like old times. Oh no, sorry. I'm getting ice out of my. I'm getting ice out of my. <laughs> it sounds like he's in the Wizard of Oz, like tinkering with the Tin Man. <laughs> it's nostalgic. It's a big bummer. But so, like, you know, for for basically for it to be like, okay, like bygones are bygones. He's gonna forgive us. He's coming back to Drew. The need was huge because it's like we need to convert on third downs and like. I just felt like he would help the offense in a huge way with that. And so, I mean, it, it just – it would have made it more fun. And that's the thing. Like, they could have signed Austin Safarian Jenkins. Or oh, my God. That would have been the biggest – let have been the biggest fucking letdown from – We're getting Jimmy Graham I mean, back together. We're getting this dude you never heard of. Yeah, or like Eric Ebron. You know, they could have <laughs> oh signed some other tight end. But it's just like – I would I would have been like, great, another mercenary, a thousand times less exciting than Graham. Um, so, and by the way, they still haven't signed a third down. No, they have not. They, so they, they, they don't get Jimmy Graham, but they kind of do start to bring the band back together. Kevin, they got, they brought Bushrod back and they brought maybe, where did Patrick Robinson, when we did the worst corner in Saints history, where did Patrick Robinson finish? Ooh, I'm going to pull that up. We got to pull because, because I mean, he was, I I think the problem with, that bracket is that sane people were were uh, voting on it, whereas like I feel like the Saints fans that despised him weren't, you know, like like it was us voting for it. So like we we kind of had the perspective of you know he he had some bad seasons, but he wasn't awful. Kevin, how how many bad plays can Patrick Robinson have before the fans turn on him mercilessly? Four. Four. <laughs> Four. And it depends on how fast they come. Because oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking one. Here's the thing. Jason David got a whole three weeks in that season. He can't, He showed up in that first season. He showed up. And we didn't have baggage and, with Jason David. Right. 
Well, no, I mean, we, I, f- fuck. I, I thought Jason David was was the piece. I thought Jason David was the he missing scored, piece. He scored that touchdown in the opening game too, so he got a little cushion. So I'm looking at. We, we, we never did a worst corner ever. We did best corner ever, and he was oh. knocked out in the fir- he was knocked out in the first round, and we did a worst saint ever. Yeah, and he was not even in that tournament. Field of 64 in the 64th seed was Charles Brown. So yeah. Charles Brown was worse than Patrick yeah. Robb. I mean, though, I, what place did Ted Gregory come in in that worst? <laughs> thing, so. How did Ted Gregory not win? That's that's I, the real question. I, yeah, Ditka, I know. Ditka beat Ted Gregory in the quarterfinals. Okay. Gregory had one vote, and I have no doubt that was you, Kevin. Yes. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> so, I mean – I'm thinking. I'm thinking, Kevin. I think you're being overly optimistic. I think two. I think he's he's. I think he's one twenty-yard pass play in the opening. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. ...game from people starting to call him Devontae Robinson. No, 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 no. I see. Here's the thing. It's... He gets that first week. Now, if he has like one of them boneheaded play, but here's if he has like that boneheaded play and it leads to the game winning score for the opponent, uh, then then yeah, week two he's coming out and the second something happens, he's getting booed right there. But you're t- you guys uh, are talking I, I, about you're not talking about Saints Twitter because I feel like most Saints Twitter people are know what's going on with Patrick Robinson and understand that he's a really good NFL player now. You're talking about the WWL caller. Yes. The majority of the fans. Yeah. Saints Twitter is not the majority. Right. Saints Twitter is like a little sliver of Saints. Yeah, it's way, way too educated. Yeah, yeah. Some that, I wouldn't say that. I mean, go into my mentions every once in a while, Juge. I wouldn't call, <laughs> I wouldn't call Saints Juge, Twitter. Have you educated. gone into your mentions lately? Well, well, the WWL callers never have a picture. So I, if you don't have a picture on Twitter, then I, I don't take you seriously. With the I, exception of Hans' dad. Yeah, he's got the egg. He's the only. Yeah. Per- he's the only person. And the thing is, like, I've gotten a thing now where, like, if you have less than twenty followers, I kind of don't talk to you. But um, he, the Saints, 
other things they did in free agency, they got this linebacker who, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know who the fuck he was. I recognized him. I, I thought he played the name. I remembered him getting cut from Cleveland. That was it. And, Andrew, the Saints paid him a shit ton of money. Like, if yes. you look at other linebackers, what they got, like the Jets got rid of him and got a guy for half the cost. Tennessee got a guy. Like, Kansas City got a guy. Like, the Saints paid out the ass. Like, $18 million guaranteed for a linebacker, that's the tippy top of the free agent market. And this dude is old, and he better be good. That's what I'm – Well, I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan of pro football focus, but I do think, you know, the NFL is starting to back them and starting to promote them in NFL games. So, like, they've gotten better. They've gotten more coin, which means they can pay their analysts more and their scouts more. And so um, – I don't – I mean, it, it's ridiculous to think they just stay the same. You can't just keep mocking them. I, I think they're refining their product. They're getting better. And, like, all I can tell you is that Patrick Robinson was the fourth-rated player in all of football last year at cornerback. And this guy, Demario Davis, was the fifth-rated linebacker in all of football. So, like, even if you think pro football focus is a joke, like, there's still someone watching all these games, grading it now, whether you trust the, their evaluation or not someone is watching all the games grading him out and basically saying that he's utterly ridiculous. And so, you know, I mean, guys that have ridiculous seasons get paid. Kevin. So Kevin, um, you're like me. You know, I don't watch, I don't watch jet games cause I don't hate myself. Um, so I mean, any saints fan, no. Like seriously, if any Saints fan is telling you that they know a lot about Demario Davis no, and that know. they have like a, a solid opinion, like everyone Googled his name, read his draft write up, looked at his stats, looked at Pro Football Focus, and right, made an yeah. educated opinion based. Maybe watched a little tape, but no one coming in watched tape. a significant about amount tape. of Browns and Jets games going in. I'm gonna start Nobody using, knew exactly who this guy was. I'm going to start using the Drew. McGarry thing about he calls people that watch tape tape eaters. <laughs> I just loved the tape eaters. But but Kevin, we're not gonna make the show political, but Mr. But, Davis but Mr. But. Davis but Mr. Davis cares about uh criminal justice reform. And he's very involved in that. Oh, does he now? He does. He's not gonna kneel or nothing for the national anthem. But how many bad games does he get to have before people say, stop caring about the politics, start caring about the tackling? One. 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 Because. Wait, did he he kneal during the anthem? Or what is done? How do you know about this? Because Mike Triplett retweeted something that he's very involved in criminal justice reform. He's leading a thing in New York. Oh, boy. So listen, it was such a big, big fucking to do. Uh, y'all still cuss on this thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was such a big fucking to do about about you know the the kneeling and everything. I mean, for God's sake, Vince McMahon's relaunching the XFL because of all this shit. And so yeah, the, like somebody kneeling that, that that's that's going to be a week one problem. For anybody. I mean, as far as the on-field stuff, Andrew, like, are, is, is he going to bump anal zone off the field? My, my, <laughs> my beloved Alex Anzalone. 
Is she gonna bump him off the? Like, I'm the lonely. Um, yes, I think. I mean, really, it's two guys that play linebacker. You know, I think you might have a third linebacker that plays maybe 30% of the snaps on a good day if they play a run-heavy team. But otherwise, you're really talking about two linebackers that play. And I think Klein and Davis, I mean, it's going to be tall, tall odds for those two not to get the lion's share of the snaps at linebacker. All right, we, we've strung the people along enough. They want to fucking know. Are the Saints signing in Dominican Sue? Like, we strung, I strung them along to tease them, to get them on the other free agent stuff, the stuff the Saints have actually done. Um, and, Kevin, he's taken, like, like a, a road trip around America, eating at the finest restaurants in Nashville and New Orleans, and he's going to L.A. I think he might do a stopover in Dallas. He'll probably hit Seattle eventually. Um... As far as like Kevin and like uh, I was trying to think of like a mega signing like if you you look at like Jarris Bird like where would a Dominican suit if the Saints could pull this off we'll get to if they will in a second but like where would it rank in like the holy shit the Saints sign that guy rankings of all time oh it would it would still be high it would st- it would be very much be up there um. Like top four, certainly. I mean, I would say Drew Brees. Dare, dare, I, dare I say Adrian Peterson? <laughs> yeah. Adrian, Kevin. Peterson. Adrian Peterson. People weren't <laughs> pumped about that. We were interested, but people weren't. Holy shit, we're going to the Super Bowl. Nah, was, I mean, Peterson and Bailey, while they were both. Oh my god, I forgot about champ, the. Cor- you're bringing a champ, Bailey. The I mean, they were, they were both washed up, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of like superstar, big name. I mean, those are two Hall of Famers. I mean, I would say Breeze, Eric Allen. Eric Allen was one. Yep, and, that was a huge surprise they got. Uh, I mean, you might as well bring up Ken Stabler for Christ's sake. Yeah, they, well, I mean, that was a surprise. They went balls to the wall to try to get Dion. Back in the day, they offered Dion four years, $16 million with like a $10 million bonus, which it doesn't sound like a lot now, kids. But in like 1994, that was fucking bananas for a corner. The Saints, they sent... They, they Dion, Dion came to uh, his recruitment trip with the Saints, and I guess he had just finished baseball, so he was it was during preseason maybe? And he, he came to, to a game because I remember he was in the luxury suite and I happened to be in the luxury suite next to him. Oh, and so he, he was there with <laughs> he's sitting next to MC Hammer. And so my uncle, I'm a kid, you know, I'm 14 or 13. And my uncle takes me up to Dion to like shake his hand and meet him. And as soon as he sees me and my uncle coming, he like darts for the bathroom because he's just sitting there. It's just the two of them. And Hammer kind of like looks at him and sees him dart off. And he's like, you just see this look on his face. He's like, oh, fuck. And then he just sits there and meets us and talks to us. And then he was pretty nice. But uh, so oh, anyway, you got to talk to MC Hammer? Yeah, yeah. So I got to meet Hammer. But but uh, I guess that that was right around the time he changed from MC Hammer to just Hammer. But, uh, Did you have trouble addressing him? Were you like Mr. MC Hammer or Mr. Hammer? Were you confused? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember saying, like, I remember he had some hit called "It's All Good" at that time. Do you remember that song? It's all good. 
Yeah. So I, I mentioned to him, I'm like, hey man, I love that song. I love it's all good. And he's like, oh, oh, oh cool, man. And I just, it was so lame. Like it was just. <laughs> did he say? Did he say? Oh, you're, the you're one? like, oh god, why did I say that? That sounds like the whitest moment I've ever yeah. had in my life. Oh yeah, it was real white. <laughs> and Hammer is a pretty white, you know, <laughs> performer, as far as like you know R&B goes or whatever. But anyway. I think you just insulted the whole genre of R&B by putting MC Hammer into it. Yeah, um, I know. I, but I, the, I, I think you insulted Miriam Webster there for pronouncing it genre. <laughs> so, but like, I think, I think Indomitian Sue, if, if the Saints get him, it's the second biggest free agent signing ever behind Breeze. Like people will lose their fucking minds. In me terms included. of profile or what? Profile, just excitement, just fucking everything. People will yeah. look at him and be like, he's awesome. We have an awesome team. Our defense is going to destroy people. This is great. I'm buying a Sioux jersey. Like, people are going to go bananas. I don't think it'll be Reggie Bush draft pick crazy, but but pretty close. Kevin? you. Th- I mean, Oh, that's actually a good – Yeah. That's a good comparison. Reggie Bush, they didn't have the Twitters and whatnot then, you know? I mean. I also, I, Breeze, man, like, people weren't that excited about Breeze. Like, he yeah, had yeah. wrecked his shoulder, was. and, like, he, he was more like, at the, when, when the Saints acquired Breeze, he was more like Alex Smith is now. You know? Like, he wasn't, like, yeah. a superstar. He was just a good quarterback. It, it, it's like picking up Alex Smith. It was the thing about the Drew Brees signing was it was it was like that's cool he picked the Saints I, I hope that's, he's that's, good I hope he's good because if he's not they might move to fucking San Antonio and I'm right. glad we don't have to see Brooks anymore like that was the right whole, that was that was it but yeah I mean I think Kevin I think this I think Juge sold me on it. I think it could be the biggest free agent signing in the history of the Saints as far as like excitement not results. Because you can't. Didn't, I mean, didn't I mean? I know they got like Paul Horning and Jim Taylor, and like didn't didn't they get some guys like I mean Earl Campbell, like or uh, they traded for Earl. They traded for Earl. They traded for Earl. I mean, there there were some guys they landed that were mega stars, and who's the who's the corner that they picked up that had like ten picks in a year. I mean um, Witzel, but that was in the Witzel, '60s, yeah. man. They were all like, ha- they were all like washed up dudes that they picked in the expansion draft. I mean, that's not really, like yeah, yeah. Free. I mean, I'm talking like NFL free agency. Like they sign the dude, you get excited. He's on the cover of the paper, and you're getting pumped. I mean, yeah. No, I mean Sue might be the biggest. Yeah, I mean Bird. Bird was off the charts. <laughs> We were pumped about Bird. People, people try to like pretend that they were like, I knew that that wasn't the best. Like bullshit! All you motherfuckers, we were all excited about Bird. We were pumped, but <laughs> we were all excited. But I don't think Bird is Sue's profile. Like Sue to me is closer to Bailey and Peterson, except that he's younger than they were when you know. I yeah. Peterson and Bailey, we all knew they were kind of done. Like we don't, Sue is not done, and and he's on that profile. I don't really feel like Bird. I mean, as good as he was, I just don't think from a name recognition and star power standpoint. I mean, he he wasn't on that level. Kevin, uh, yes. 
the Sioux name, I say it's perfect sometimes, and then sometimes I just stumble all over myself saying it. So it's in, Sioux. No, in <laughs> da, in 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 Damakong, in Damakin. Oh, for come on, are you come, man? Really? I don't know. What I'm, I got it right. Is that correct? I don't know. Last time you said it, it rolled off the tongue beautifully. I mean, you could not have said it more perfectly. Yeah. There you go, right there. Dominican Sue. So, uh, if the Saints sign him, Kevin, over under Saints record for 2018, 14 and 2. Uh, so, you got to go halves on these. So that way, there's no way okay. for us to okay. push. 13 and a half. I'll take the under. Andrew? Yeah, I still think the NFC is too competitive, and the Saints' schedule is tough. I mean, remember they play in the NFC South. The Bucks took a game from them last year. The Falcons and Panthers are good. Um, you know, they, they play the Rams. They play – don't they play the Vikings again? No, they play the NFC East. Are you? Sh- I thought the- they did play the Vikings. Are you sure? Do they? Yeah, they do. They do. You're yeah, right. they You're play right. the Rams. They play the Vikings. I mean, their schedule is tough as hell. And don't they play the Steelers too? Yeah, they play the AFC North. Yeah, so you know this is gonna be a tough schedule. So, I mean, I think uh, I would definitely say under on thirteen and a half with I mean, two. But it can be. But, and I'll start with you, Andrew and Kevin. Chime in. I think if they get in Dominican too, it's potentially the best defense they've had in a generation. Like the, it's potentially the best defense they've had since two thousand. Oh, I don't think there's any potentially about it. It is. Period. Period. Okay. I mean, you, you put Cam Jordan. You got young guys that are talented like Onyemata and Rankins, and I like Okafor, and then you add that to Sue and, and Cam Jordan, and the linebackers are getting better, and I mean, Lattimore's a beast, and you know they, they get back Patrick Robinson, and I don't know, man. The talent, I mean, I, I just like – you look back to – Two years, three years ago, and I would say that they were weaker at every single position on defense. Like, there's not one position you could pick where I would say, "Yeah, they're they're weaker here, but they're stronger here." They're just they're stronger across the board. Now, granted, this was the worst defense in NFL history, <laughs> so they be, they better be better across the board. But I, I mean, I, I'm saying like, no one that started on that defense would start on this one if they get Sue. Kevin. If you were Sue and you had to choose between Tennessee, New Orleans, and L.A., knowing that L.A. is going to crush you on the taxes, Tennessee is income tax-free, and Louisiana, a <clears throat> little bit of income tax, where, did you, where, where would you choose to go? I mean, he's from, he's from Seattle, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. And Seattle, I I mean, from, no, no, he's from Portland, isn't he? He's from Portland, but he lives in Seattle in the office. He li- that's okay. He's from Port. Okay, he's from Portland. He lives in Seattle. Those are pretty, pretty quick flights, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, hang on. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get. Hang on. Uh, map. Google Maps. <laughs> I, I, this is this is just ridiculous. Geography podcast. Yes. We give the people what they want. Right. So. See, yeah. Right. Yeah, Washington. Okay. And directions. 
to he's Moss. Like, like it's like Angle Andrew. It's like leaves. it's like Sue is hiking. It's like he's hitchhiking from from Seattle to Los Angeles. Well, let's see. If he takes, I think he might he lose too much bike, weight if he does that. If he takes a bike, it'll take him 105 hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a nonstop flight from Seattle to LA is two hours 40 minutes. Longer than I thought. Pretty far. That's not that. That's not that bad. I mean, it's it's like me flying to New Orleans from Virginia. Yeah, it's not not that. Yeah, bad. but yeah, but you're flying. You're you're flying against the uh, the jet stream. No, I'm flying directly south. From west, from Virginia. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, you you know geography like I pronounce names. Dude, you're flying. You're flying west, though. I mean, barely. I guess the jet stream like catches you on the way across. So, so how long? So, so it's not that I thought it was like I figured like Seattle to LA. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought it was shorter. So it's not that short a flight. So that kind of moves it in the Saints' direction. Yeah, but there's right? a time zone thing, right? Like being on the West Coast. I mean, it still feels like. I don't know. So here's a here's a football question for you, Andrew. Um, if, I, I, okay, my inclination. Sorry, my, so my inclination is to say the Rams, uh, because even though there's like taxes, it's like, wh- d- does he want to still live on the West Coast? Rams have fifty million dollars uh, of cap space, by the way. The Rams have a sh- right, and they're going to have. Aren't they going to have like a hundred? A hundred million next like year. Million dollars next year. Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, they got a shit ton of money to spend, and that team is definitely on the rise. So I could see him saying, hey, if, if I go here, I can be like the defensive guy for this franchise for the next handful of years while they're still going to be very good and competitive. And I get to live on the West Coast. Uh, and he'll, you know, shit, I'm sure he can charter a personal jet or whatever <laughs> to fly him to Seattle or Portland. That's actually a lot faster than, you know, two hours, 40 minutes on a, on a regular plane that us uh, plebeians use. <laughs> um, he, I, mean, I see, I disagree. I don't know how appealing the Rams are because I don't think that Rams are going to offer him a super long-term deal. I mean, maybe they would, but like, they're going to have to pay Goff. They're going to have to pay Gurley. They're going to have to pay Donald. They're going to have to pay. They they have a lot of. Oh, and by really the way, they have to pay. They players. have to pay Don. Like like Goff is like three years in the future. Gurley's like two years in the future. They have to pay yeah. Donald fucking today. Like yeah. Like here's the thing. Like if they give Sue a giant contract before they give it to Donald, like is he going to be? I mean, if I was Donald, I wouldn't be cool with that. I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck you doing? I well, they whole- could franchise him or whatever, but my point is, like, if they really want Sue, they probably can't give him, you know, a long-term deal. So that I, I would think they would give him two years, and 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 they would pay more than anyone. I mean, I think, I really think their deal would be nuclear because of the cap space that they have. But then, if you're Sue, you got to think about, all right, I'm going to play next to Br- like Br- Brockers and Donald. They're great players, and I'm in a rotation with both of those guys. Like, and yeah, he's going to start, but like. He's kind of in Donald's shadow there. And unless like it's appealing to him to be on a defense where like he's the he's kind of second fiddle but is on an awesome defense. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just feel like the Saints are, you know, where he could be the man and still be on a great defense. And, you know, they might actually give him a four-year deal. Like, to me, that just, I don't know, man. Like, this, it, I think that's a tougher decision than you're making it out to be. Here's, here's my question, Kevin. You can answer first. If the Saints sign him, the contract will be fucking ridiculous, correct? Yes. Like, are we talking fifteen million a year, like four years, sixty million, forty million guaranteed? Are we, yeah. are we, are we talking that batshit insane? Yes. I mean, yeah, I'm not a numbers guy. I'll go with what you just said. They just paid Demario Davis <laughs> nine million a year. <laughs> I want it to happen for once every day. I want to. You think they're going to get? I mean, Sheldon Richardson got what? One year, fifteen million. Yeah. What did he get? No, he got like one year, like a. It's like it's like totaled up. If he hits all his incentives, he gets like twelve. All right. Well, he's not. Uh, I mean, Sue's not going to get paid less here, than Richardson. Here's one thing I want. I want the Saints to sign Sue. I want him to give him a, a gigantic contract because I want to get on the Twitters and I want to ratio all the motherfuckers that have been telling me all offseason the Saints their big time spending ways are done. Loomis math is done, and it's new day. It's about the draft, and it's about being prudent in free agency. I want to drag those motherfuckers. I ain't even going to lie. Well, they've kind of already disproven that with the Davis. And, <laughs> yeah, they, right? they do. I mean, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't hard. If you just like, have paid attention to the Saints in the last five, whatever years. Who else, who else have we signed? Tom Savage, who's trash. Oh, my God. We forgot about that, dude. They might as well have given me and held that bonus that they gave Savage. Because he is a dumpster fire. I see, he played for the Texans last year. The Texans offense went from number one with Deshaun Watson to last with Tom Savage. Fucking like, you, you don't want Tom. He, if he put the light an extra candle, do whatever you got to do, whatever religion you practice and pray extra because you don't want Tom. You don't, <laughs> pray. Want, you don't what, want, wasn't that, wasn't that a hard song as well? Extra. Pray. I mean, we got to pray just to make it today. To <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. A, yeah. MC Look Hammer. Tight. His hits Full circle. Four. Hits. Now we need. Now we just need an Adams family uh, reference, and we're good. <laughs> um, so the Saints. Here's the thing, though. Here's a football question, Andrew. If the Saints, do they are they going to wait on Sue until the end to him to make up his mind? And if Sue says no, and he goes to Tennessee, or he goes to the Rams, or he goes to Seattle, are the Saints going to take the money that they were going to spend on Sue and go and get? Another defensive lineman, maybe Jordan Matthews. Like, or, or are they kind of like, okay, we didn't get Sue. Now it's time to focus on the draft. No, I still think they pick up players. They, they, they're going to use that money one way or another. And, you know, it'll either be they'll spend it all on Sue and it, it kind of limits what they can do elsewhere. Or, you know, there's, there's still a lot of needs. I mean, you know, Okafor is great, but I don't, uh, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to address pass rush. You know, their interior, they need depth there. They need a tight end. They need a receiver. So they need depth on the offensive line, even with Bushrod. So, like, you know, I think they filled some needs. But, like, you know, uh, if I were to point out, like, the main things that they just can't not address before the draft, they've got to get a tight end or a receiver. I mean, they, they just can't. 
Pickens are be slim. Cool. They just can't be cool with what their roster is right now. Pickens are slim. Here, Kevin, here's a question. And look, I'm not saying he's the best or all that, but Thomas Morstead signed another extension. And he's a punter and he's in good health. Like, does he have a chance to be like one of the really beloved Saints, kind of like Zach Streif was when he retired? I mean, if he yeah. sees that he's at this contract, that'll be a decade, right? Because you know he he drafted in '09. Next year will be a decade. Like he could go 12, 13 years. Like where would he rank? And if he if he finishes up with the Saints and says he say he plays fifteen years as their punter, like where do you think he'll rank in like the most beloved category? I mean, I I think that's kind of just tough to. That's just tough to say. Like it, it just because it's a it's a it's a special teams player. <clears throat> yeah, I, it that just feels that feels odd to have, have to try and figure out. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I as much as Streif is beloved, and he just retired. I think if Morstead retired tomorrow. <laughs> He would be more beloved. And you got to think about it like this. Nobody ever says a bad thing about Morstead. Like even Breeze, you got Saints fans saying he's washed up. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the – even freaking Drew Breeze who walks on water, you've got some Saints fans saying it's time to move on. No one ever says anything bad about Morstead. Here's, a, here, here's an interesting question, Kevin. And you, if, if, you went, if, if we got in a time machine – and we went back to the 2010 draft, and we knew how great a punter Morstead was. Where would you pick him? The Saints traded up in the fifth round to get him, which I thought was fucking ridiculous. Another bad call out of me. But like, where would you pick Morstead now? Like, if you if you if we went back and we were like running the Saints draft, and we're like, we know Morstead's fucking awesome. He's gonna be awesome. He's gonna punt for like over a decade in the NFL. Where would you pick him? Like how what what would be his value in the draft? I mean, like, wouldn't you just if you knew he was still going to be there in the fifth round? <laughs> wouldn't you just no? But I mean, you wouldn't take like him in the fifth round again. But I mean, the Saints traded up, so like, wh- like if you knew, like, how how would you would you, would you wait and risk it, or would you like? The, would you pull the trigger early? I feel like knowing how good he is, you could like pull the trigger like in the end of the third round, and it would be okay. Oh, definitely. You know, like which is which is crazy for a punt. Like, like that's the thing. Like, if you like to me, if you if you spend a draft pick on the punter, any draft pick almost, like they have to be as good as Morstead is. You know, you know, you know what cements it for me. Bill Belichick gushes. He does. He over that guy. He like I feel like I feel like Bill Belichick. He like fantasizes about the Saints releasing Morstead, and he writes in love letters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I seriously, what I mean, there's no coach. I mean, it would be like Lombardi, but I mean, there's just the the biggest mind in the league, pretty much. But the Bill most Belichick has a respected. Fet- he has a punning fetish because his dad was like. Like invented how to like hang time and all these things to like measure special teams. Like Bill Belichick's dad did that, so Bill Belichick has a punning fetish. Yeah, but, but he thinks Morstead's he, the best he one. He does. He does. Is Morstead a left-handed punter? Is he the left-footed punter? 
No. No. See, that's Bill Belichick. He believes the left-footed punter, like the ball comes off funny and it's harder to catch. Well, see, he likes him so much he would make an exception. <laughs> All right. So that's Saints free agency. Unfortunately, um, Tom Benson did pass away. Uh, seamless but, transition. Seamless right? transition. I don't know how do you train. I don't know how you transition away from from go from Morstead to Tom Benson passing away, but he passed away. Um, and Kevin, I the thing that I think about Tom Benson is if you if you, how you answer the following question is kind of how you feel about Tom Benson. How you feel about what Benson did in two thousand five after Katrina. How you answer that question is how you feel about Tom Benson. Like, if you are not over it and you're like, he tried to move the Saints, he wanted to move the Saints in our darkest hour, I'm never forgiven him, I, I still hate him. Or you're like, I forgave him, it was a weird time, people did crazy stuff, he did a lot of good, it's okay. Like, that's the question for t- that, that, if that's the question. How do you feel about what happened in 2005 and that? can pretty much explain your feelings on Tom Benson. Is that, is that a fair way to think about Tom Benson? Uh, I feel like it's a, it's more, I feel like it's more complicated than that. Oh, really? That's um, interesting. Because I mean, shit, I hated the guy in the aftermath of hurricane Katrina and I mean, how you could know, you not? Right. I mean that he was the easiest, he was the easiest villain to to get a hold of like he was he was easier to to get a hold of than Bush than Blanco than Nagin than Broussard I mean it, Mike Brown maybe not like, Broussard and, maybe or Nagin but it's yeah. close but it's close it's a good, that's mean, a good point out of Kevin like people people directed the 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 the, the rage they just pointed it like a cannon at Benson. I mean, the thing, and, the thing and, is, and he, and he wasn't said, well liked before that. No, because he had been fighting with the state for like five years. Yeah, and he was right. he was labeled a and, tire kicker, and he wouldn't spend in free agency because right. You know what? He wasn't selling out the dome back then. Right, and the team. The, so the team was terrible. Yeah, and you know, and then this thing happens, and so he just says, "Well, you know, we'll have to see what happens." And then you compare, uh, like, his situation got made worse because George Shin immediately came out and said, absolutely, we are going to come back. We are not going to stay in Oklahoma City. Uh, New Orleans is our home, yada, yada, yada. He said, he said and seemingly did all the right things yeah. that you would want an owner to do. Well, I think and, I think Shin was smart, and he watched just, he watched Benson nuke his PR <laughs> and right. you know, from afar, and he and uh, who was the commissioner at the time, David Stern. Yeah, they, they were like, "Yeah, we won't be yeah. doing that." Yeah, <laughs> right. And so, you know, like it's it's certainly easy and understandable to be to say "fuck Tom Benson" or to or to still hold that against him. Um, and, you know, like, hell, ESPN trying to give him entirely too much credit for the Saints staying in New Orleans when, you know, Paul Tagliabue's name is not mentioned Dude, at all. Watch, Arnie, watch. Arnie, if, Arnie Fielko. 
If you watch, if you can find it on YouTube, I was looking for it today. I, I, I couldn't find it. But if you can find that press conference where they announced that the Saints are coming back, Benson is just so mad. That you can just tell yeah, that, 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 that yeah. Tagliabue told him, he's like, you not, we're not taking this PR bullet for you, buddy. You it's not happening, you know. Um, but Andrew, that aside, uh, Benson. I mean, before Benson owned the Saints, the Saints were the laughing stock of professional sports. So you got to give him a you got to give him some credit for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean he turned it around. But it's it to me the thing that's kind of un- unbelievable is just the transformation. I mean, you look at and again like. Benson was not liked. This is even before Katrina. You know, he, yeah. he thought of as a tire kicker. He didn't spend on free agents. Um, you know, fans didn't like him because they felt like he didn't spend the, to make the team better. And the team, you know, I mean, they weren't selling out the game. So I, I think that was – it wasn't a great, great business. So I, I just don't – I think that's part of why Benson wanted to move. And, you know, he, he was fighting with the state and, and for so long and then – I think he saw Katrina as like kind of an opportunistic way to get out, you know? And, and so he tried to capitalize on it. And there was just a lot of things in the press that were said by, you know, the government, the San Antonio government, which wow, the you mayor, know, that they, mayor can burn in hell. I don't yeah, care. I mean, he was let on by Benson. You know? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, man. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So anyway, I'm never giving but that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think there was all this negative, perception of Benson and at this point he's public enemy number one and then for him to come back somehow like the whole Bush thing and Drew Brees and like they they sell out the dome so like despite all this stuff like Benson there's no protest of Benson coming back as the owner and and they they sell out they sell out the season somehow and then from there Benson is pretty much irreproachable like the most ideal committed to New Orleans owner, like the transformation is just unbelievable. And his, like, uh, he, he invests give, in, in the newspaper. He invests in Dixie. He, Beer. Wanted, to buy, he wanted to buy the newspaper, which is kind of crazy. I can, Kevin, can you just imagine him like, what do you mean my paper is not going to be every day? Get, 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 the, get the Times Picayune on the phone. I'm going to buy the paper. I got to have the paper every day. Yeah. Like he, buy, he buys the Pelicans. I mean, I just feel like he just doubles down on New Orleans and the city loves him. He loves the city. And like, I just made a ton of donations. Oshner, the hall of fame. It's almost like it's two different people, man. Here's the interesting thing. I mean, he got, but but here's the thing. How can you not forgive him, Ralph? That's the thing. Like even after everything he did, like the way it ended, like it, it, it's it's tough, man. It ended up. It ended up perfect. It, it really did, did. But that is. He uh, won a Super Bowl. He bought the Pelicans. He invested in institutions like Dixie Beer, and like <laughs> it changed the recipe and revived it. Like I mean, it's just like uh, it's kind of amazing. Well, I mean, he's been fortunate in the sense of the state helped him buy the Saints. They guaranteed the loans for him, and Edwin Edwards deserves Edwin Edwards deserves a lot of credit for that. Now, granted, Edwin Edwards has a lot of baggage. But he, when he wanted to do, but but Kevin, like when he wanted to do good, he could do good. Like that's the thing that he, like, he may have nuked the streets and education, but he saved but the it, Saints. It, hey man, and, and to me, 
that's what counts. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, like, I'm not gonna lie. But like, but like, think about how fortunate Benson was. He bought the Saints for seventy million. There were, I think, he could sell the Saints for over two billion. He, David Stern, basically had to talk him into buying the Pelicans. He was like, I don't know. D- David Stern was like, look. Well, Gail, Gail t- talked him into yeah, it. Gail yeah, Gail and David Stern were like, Tom, if it's not you, there's nobody else that can do it. He bought the Pelicans for $340 million. They, He could sell them to Seattle for two. I mean, like, that dude, he's made some smart things, but he got in at, like, the perfect time. Um, I, I, I guess the next question is, like, how do we feel about – Kevin, how do you feel about the teams going forward? Like, with Gale uh, as I, I, I think they're I think they'll be fine. It, you know, like, Twitter – I mean, you know, I don't know about the WWL callers, but Twitter <laughs> seemed to immediately rally around behind Gale because, you know, some dipshit writer uh, put oh, it out I there can. that uh, – that, yeah, that she yeah, is that she is going to sell the Pelicans or sell the, or yeah, sell the Pelicans to keep the Saints or some bullshit to pay state taxes or something. Somebody that guy has really kind of become the worst. Yeah, walking forward. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing was somebody dragged him they're like no dude in Louisiana there's no inheritance tax for this there's no and like and just dragged him it was great. I mean um, it was a it was a community dragging it and it was great and it felt wonderful. But uh, I mean, here's the thing, Andrew, that, that Dave pointed out that we, he's not on the show tonight, but that, like, Mickey Loomis is executor of the estate. So he ain't never getting fired, basically. Like, Loomis is, like, running the – he's he'll be with the Saints for life. He might not – they might kick him upstairs at some point where, like, he's over – but, like, Mickey Loomis is, like, going to be with us forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, how could he ever possibly get a sweeter deal than what he has now? I mean, that is a like Mickey Loomis went from the cap guy that Randy Mueller brought with him from Seattle to like overseeing a multi-billion-dollar empire. Like, that's the cat's impressed. It is impressed. It is impressed. Like Mickey, like Mickey Loomis has the safe. I mean, besides Belichick. I think Mickey Loomis has the safest job in the NFL. Like, just as far as like job security, would would both of you agree? Seems like it. I'd be hard pressed to hard pressed to disagree. So I guess I'll start with you, Andrew. Like, like final thought. Like Tom Benson, he like all his work. He basically pushed the Katrina thing. It's, 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 he pushed it out. Like, it's not really, people mention it, but it's not really a thing. Like, he did a great job of, like, pushing it away, and it won't really tarnish his, it, it, it it didn't really tarnish his legacy. Like, he, he succeeded in, 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 like, washing it away. Do you, would you say that? Wait, say say that statement again? He, 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 Tom Benson succeeded in whatever happened in 2005, like, it's like way, way, way down the obituary. Well, I mean, I just think a lot of Saints fans are post-2005. Like maybe over 50% of the fan base is post-2005 now. So, you know, they don't even know the bad side of Benson. And if you're a fan post-Katrina, then 
I mean, Benson's done nothing wrong. He's been exemplary. So, like, uh, you couldn't even – there's no defensible position to dislike him unless you're around before then. Um, but – and then I would say that of, of those people, like, yeah, I mean, how could you not forgive him? They won a Super Bowl, man. Like, they, <laughs> he, he doesn't get any better. So – and then he bought the Pelicans. I mean, I, I feel like there's been a lot of goodwill and, and a lot of uh, – security and the saints being in new Orleans. And like right now, I mean, you know, who knows five years, 10 years from now, how things feel. But right now, like, I just feel like even though they're a small market, the uh, commitment to being in new Orleans is, is pretty solid and we're on good footing. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think most saints fans have kind of forgiven him and, and put that in the rearview mirror. Kevin, do you have any final thoughts on, on Benson's legacy and will Lee circle be named after Benson? I think that's, I think that would be the, like, <sighs> I could see it happening. I, I don't think that that needs to happen. I, I have my own, uh, thing for lease, you know, my own vision for lease circle. That's that reserved sure for Indominus and Sue motherfuckers. Sue circle. Right. right. <laughs> just saying. I I do think they should name the stadium after Benson. No, man, you got to keep them sponsorship dollars coming in, Juge. Well, the Ben the Benson Chick Fil A Superdome or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Benson Mercedes Superdome. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Benson Field. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it Benson Field the the Tulane Stadium though? It is. Only we know it is. If only we had a Tulane expert. If only. <laughs> If only we could find someone that cared about Tulane athletics. <laughs> They're so hard to find, though, Kevin. You can't yes, just. They are. It is. It's like it's like where's Waldo? Uh, I don't know. I I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about the bad and yeah. I, th- I think the big takeaway here. And is let me that, take, let me give you this stat for Benson. Before Benson owned the owned the Saints, the Saints won seven games or more four times. Since Benson's owned the team. They've only lost. They've only not won seven games five times. You know, yeah. Um, and yeah, they haven't. They don't. They're not the Steelers or the Cowboys with trophies. But like Benson brought the Saints from like the prime. Ditka, Ditka has three of those five. <laughs> he does. Ditka. That is impressive, my Sw- Ditka. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like he brought the Saints from like the worst sports franchise in America to a championship and he did it in like taking it seriously and running it like a business and, and Meekum didn't. And he, you know, the one thing that Benson did is he got hired and, and this is what they, they, you know, I talked to buddy D and Mike T like when the saints were there, like bottom, like the NFL would like try to help owners and be like, Hey, you really don't know what you're doing. We can direct you to like some general managers that will make you better. And the same, the, like the, the, uh, the NFL office tried to get the Saints to hire George Young, who ended up helping the Giants win two Super Bowls, right, with Parcells. And, like, Meekum wouldn't do it. Benson bought the team, and he went to the NFL, and he's like, NFL, I don't know anything about football. Can you help me? And uh, the commissioner was like, Jim hire, Finks, right? Jim, hire Jim Finks. And he's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to hire Jim Finks. And Jim Finks, he had good good and bad, but he was, compared to what the Saints had, had before, it was really fucking good. And Benson, yeah. like, he didn't meddle. He didn't, you know, he was not Dan Snyder. He never told the Saints no, and people gave him crap about not spending. But, I mean, the thing is, 
he would have spent Kuharik and Ditka just didn't want to. So he did a he did a lot of good, and we did focus on Katrina. But you know, so you know, I think I think Benson also. I mean, his loyalty to Sean Payton and Loomis. Uh, through Bounty Gate. I mean, that's something oh, that dude, they commended as well. Oh yeah, they, the, dude. People wanted scalps for that, and he was just like, "Nope, not." And and maybe you know it was probably a lot to do with they got him a trophy, right? Yeah. But, but the easy thing would have been to do is to give in to the mob and the national media and the, the NFL, the office, and, and clean it out. But Benson was like, "No, no, I'm not." Um, and I I will go to my dying day, Kevin. That. 75, 65-year-old Benson would have taken a flamethrower to Goodell. He might not have won first Goodell, but he would have fought harder. 2012 Benson was too old and tired to really fight. He could not keep people from getting fired, but that was it, you know? Interesting. I mean, that's... I I like the idea of a... Of a... <laughs> Uh, crotchety, but very fights the old man. Uh, <laughs> Give it a press firing off at yeah, G- Goodell in the in the New Orleans accent. Let me tell you something. Goodell. I think for a ne- I think for a next drunk podcast, we should drink a bottle of wine and uh, and, and a gallon of ice cream in it to tribute yeah, yeah. and mash up some medication. Yeah, <laughs> Saint Drunk History, Tom Benson Legacy. I like it. Um, so. I mean, the thing is, is like you look at these new breed of owners when they spend a couple billion dollars for team. They 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 all meddle. They all want to be involved in it. Like Benson never like like can can either of you think of a football move that Benson did with the Saints besides maybe firing Ditka and and blowing it up? Like that's the only one he ever did. I can think of. Well, I remember when he fired Rick Mueller. Remember when he fired? Oh him yeah, Randy Mueller. He fi- he yeah, fired Randy, Randy Mueller. Mueller. Yeah. And, and he said, "I'm the GM." Remember, he was like, I, "We haven't made any decisions yet, but for now, I'm the GM." Oh, and yeah. I remember just being like, "Holy <laughs> shit, this is bad. This is really, really bad." <laughs> and then, and then he uh, promotes Loomis. You know, he can't find. He's like, "I got to have a guy I trust," because I think, well, actually, he fired Mueller. During Katrina, right? Because of the no, whole it Katrina. No, bef- it was before Katrina. It was, it was like before. Two, yeah, yeah. It was okay. like two thousand. He fired Mueller like two thousand three. But yeah, I mean, he just felt like totally betrayed. I remember there was like a big betrayal. Yeah, they, to- so they that- told Randy Mueller he couldn't talk to Atlanta. He went to the Masters, and on the way back, he talked to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he he felt so betrayed that he was like, I I could never hire a new guy that I don't know. And so then he was like, screw it, Loomis, you're my guy. And I remember ev- everyone was just like, what the hell is he doing? The yes. accountant is the GM. Yes. And I remember that they were interviewing Loomis and they were like, well, what qualifications do you have? Like, I remember the media asking him, like, what, like, what do you know about player personnel? And, and I remember him saying, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of experience with that. I'm just going to have to learn. And I remember just thinking, like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> and Loomis, um, Loomis, after they fired, like, for the longest time, Loomis wouldn't move into Randy Mueller's GM office. And finally, Benson's like, you're the GM moving into the goddamn office. <laughs> like, and, like, it worked out great. But, like, at the time, yeah. if you'd have been like, that's the dude that's going to help win the Saints a Super Bowl, you'd be like, no way. But, but you know, I think that at the end of the day, Benson and Loomis – 
were similar in that they they knew what they were good at and they were going to excel at that. And after that, they were going to hire good people and they were going to delegate and they were going to trust the experts to do their job. And I think Loomis, you know, he meddles when it's important, but I also think like he's empowered Dell Demps to, to be his own man with the Pelicans and he's empowered Sean Payton and, and his scouts to kind of, and Jeff Ireland to kind of run the ship on that because that's maybe not his strength. You know, he's more of a numbers and cap guy. Um, and I think he's gotten better, you know, obviously with just evaluation as he's gotten older and more experienced. But, um, you know, I think there's something to be said for, you know, they Loomis may not have been like the prototypical hire, uh, but it's crazy how that worked out. It is. And I think that's a good I think that's a good note to end on. Um, Kevin, thanks for coming back for a little bit. We always love to have you, you know? Nope, you're welcome. should come back more often, man. You, sh- you should. Like every Monday. Uh, oh, final question. <laughs> final, final. Uh, Kevin, how excited are you that Adrian Peterson has not signed with the team yet? Uh, I'm delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted. I hope that you fucker... Know, you know, the Saints could bring him back. <sighs> no. Uh, well, hey... No. We can't end yet. We got to do Twitter questions. Uh, oh shit! Uh, which uh, I'll just do a couple. Eric's ask Andrew, which opposing player's face do you most want Sue to step on? I'm having a really hard time deciding between Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. You know, I feel like I've gotten my uh, endorphins out with this past season, like sweeping. <laughs> The Panthers three times. Like, I just feel like we own Cam Newton right now. Mm-hmm. And until they beat us at least once, like, there's not a damn thing any Panthers fan could say to him. We, we just beat them three times in a year, including a playoff. So, like, I, I kind of want him to sit on Matt Ryan right now. Kevin, this is from Brian. He asked, the Saints defense changes its moniker to the click because they will be too so wheat. Is that some sort of wrestling? Yes, that is a wrestling reference. Uh, and yes, if they start doing the uh, if they start doing the too sweet means after making a sack, I I, I will be all about it. <laughs> um, and to answer the previous question, the correct answer is Jameis Winston. That is what I was saying. I think he could kill Jameis Winston. Um, prediction: When will Sue sign with his new team, Andrew? He's got a visit with the Rams tomorrow. Uh, I'm. I mean, about ten minutes after this podcast upload, probably. Right? I would no, say. I, I I would say I would say give it another week. A week? Fuck! Yeah. I can't yeah. wait a week. Jesus Christ! He's probably gonna visit one or two more teams. Shit. He's, he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna, gonna go to. This, he's gonna go to Saskatchewan. Get a, get a. He's getting free meals, free desserts. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live this up. He's milking it. <laughs> Um, good for him, man. He should. He's got a sign, man. I can't. I can't deal with this. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. If the Saints sign Sue, are you ready for an all offense draft? Andrew, mm, absolutely. Kevin, I fear that we are I mean, not going to. That's almost rhetorical. Like, I mean, at this point, it, let's say they don't sign Sue. Every single free agent they've signed is a defensive player. 
they have done nothing to improve the offense. So they need to double down in the draft. I I think Kevin, this this year's draft is like me and you's um, trade up nightmare. I think the Saints. I think there's a better possibility that Donald Trump gives up tweeting than the Saints finish the 2018 draft with all their 2019 picks still intact. Oh yeah, yeah, agree. Man, come on, dude. I mean, Kevin, I was having such a good night here. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, I there is there is no way the Saints are waiting. There, there's, no, there's no way the Saints are picking at 27 and waiting to 91. No chance. <laughs> there's no chance. No, no chance of it. Now they might not give up. I mean, I, I think I told you this a couple weeks ago, Ralph, that you can kiss the Saints' <laughs> second round pick in 2019 goodbye. <laughs> like they're just not going to have it. It's a goner. <laughs> So, um, thanks to everybody for the questions. We got to a few of them. Uh, so, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Thanks to Kevin for thanks to Kevin for coming back. Uh, Dave, who's MIA, and Andrew. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. My wife. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.